the two Ocean FM men in the dock this morning are John Lynch and Martin McGowan, our resident GA sports commentator and analyst. And John and Martin did the honours for the crucial game last Sunday between Leitrim and Sligo in the Division 4, uh, climax of the Division 4 series of the National Football League at Park Sean in Carrick and Shannon. Sligo won by a point, ensuring promotion to Division 3 and qualification for the Division 4 final this weekend. Leitrim, unfortunately, destined to stay in Division 4 for next year. However, more than a few of our listeners uh, went on to social media and texted us and emailed us to suggest that the Ocean FM commentary on Sunday was biased. Uh, biased towards Leitrim, maybe because Martin McGowan is from Leitrim himself, who knows. But in any case, lots of you with opinions on this. And as a means of trying to find out maybe why some may have thought the commentary was in some way slanted, I picked out two short examples. First... Uh, during the game when one particular Leitrim defender intercepted a pass from a Sligo player. There's an interception from Leitrim now. We saw a chance from... So a chance oh, for Evan Sweeney and Evan Sweeney lost, lost the, ball. the ball. Yeah, lost possession of it again and the tackle came in there from Dara Rooney, one of the Sligo men. And the second example when Sligo scored their winning point in the dying minutes of the game. He fisted the ball in and he has fisted it. Where is he fisted it? Over the bar. bar. Sean Carabine has got the score. Sligo one goal and 15 points. That's a total of 18. Leitrim 2-11. Essentially, they need to get a goal because the draw is no good. A, a draw is no good to Leitrim, absolutely. No, but they're still... Uh, how, what were we for time now, John? We're on 30? 39. 39, 39 minutes. 52. So there's only one minute left. Yeah, and the ball has been won by Sean oh, Carabine again. Uh, John and Martin, good morning to you both and thanks for joining us this good morning. morning Right. Morning. Okay. Good well, morning, this, this is this is taking uh, taking flight, uh, and lots and lots of opinion people would appeal. How how do you plead first of all, John? Were you oh, were completely you? and utterly not guilty? Absolutely not guilty. Mm. Yeah. And I, I know you're not guilty because I know how professional you are. But, but what do you make of this? It's all part and part of commentary that people. Yeah. See. Uh, one or two things about it. The first thing I'd say is that. Every time you sit down, Niall, to do a commentary, one of the things that you always ask yourself is know your audience. And that goes across the board for whenever yeah. you're doing a commentary. So Martin and myself, we arrived in, in Carrick and Shannon shortly maybe after 11 o'clock on Sunday. We'd normally sit down and just go through a few things before we do the commentary. And we went through the various permutations, you know, what Sligo needed to avoid defeat, get a draw. Yeah. Leitrim needed to win the game in order for them to go up. We reminded ourselves how Leash and Wicklow were still in it as well. It looked at all the various permutations of that. So as a result of that, we were fully aware from the outset that we would have had a significant and a sizable Sligo audience as well as a Leitrim audience. So, you know, for the suggestions to come in that we're going to say we're going to be completely biased towards yeah. Leitrim, we would have been, at that stage, alienating a Sligo audience. Now, yeah. you know about this game, Niall. It's all about listeners. Yeah. And you do everything you can to hold on to a listenership. You do you do not go into a, me, a means where you want to get rid of a listenership. So a few things happened in the game. I felt when Sligo were doing well and dominating for long stages, and let's face it, calling a spade a spade, Sligo were the better team, but we said that, and they deserved to win the game and probably on the overall balance and they deserved to go up. However, a couple of things happened. 
Sligo made one or two funny substitutions, you yeah. could say. Um, Including Pat, Pat Spillane and Pat John, John Carabine as well. Uh, uh, and O'Connor. O'Connor, came sorry, O'Connor, yeah. Came off the full forward. And we questioned that at the time. Now, I'd say yeah. so too, there's an awful lot of Sligo supporters there in the grounds were asking the same questions. Equally so, we would have said, is it time maybe for Andy Bourne to bring in the likes of Jack Heslin and maybe some Tom Pryor fresh legs from the Leitrim bench? Yeah. That's not been critical of a manager. It's just kind of thrown out, a, 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 it's your journalistic instinct, maybe questioning them a little bit and wondering could it alter the game. So maybe if that was seen in any ways. Now, on Martin's defence, I remember Martin playing for Leitrim, Nile. I remember Martin managing teams for Leitrim. He managed teams in All-Ireland Junior Finals for Leitrim. He managed the County Minor team. I remember him playing against Roscommon as far back, I think, as the early 90s when he gave an exhibition of free-taking. And I would probably have been there and hand and heart was maybe shouting a little bit more for Roscommon that day as a very young man that it was maybe for Leitrim. So I'd have a long connection with Martin and I can say hand on heart, he would not be in any shape or form a biased commentator. Yes, he's got Leitrim passion, but he's one of these guys that I've worked with on streaming and on radio for many years and I could never say Martin was biased or anti any team in any shape or form. Okay, and I'm sure you're not going to disagree with John's assessment there, Martin. You're aware of some of the criticism. What do you make of it, Martin? You know, so who needs a defence lawyer when you've got John Lynch there <laughs> besides, you know, an all fair to side? Look, I, I mean, I, I take a very simple philosophy towards uh, towards the, the job we do on Ocean FM, and it's just basically tell people what you see. Now, I mean, I don't believe I was biased anyway. I listened to the commentary back again. I mean, we waxed lyrical about how good Sligo were throughout the whole game, and it's only natural, I suppose, when a team starts to get on top that you talk more about them. And really and truly, if you look back at the whole commentary, I know you picked out two small clips there. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why, why people felt it. And there were just two small clips I picked out, it, trying to figure out why people thought there was a biased commentary. And it, the, the first one was, as I said, it was a Leitrim defender coming out with the ball, having intercepted a pass. And yeah. you, you groaned in the commentary when well, he I mean, lost the ball. absolutely 100% groan. And, you know... <laughs> I, I mean, it was just such an awful pass. They'd done great work to win a ball back. And by the same token, you know, I, I would have done something similar, I suppose, when Sligo were in possession yeah, of the ball. Yeah. I mean, they had a great opportunity towards the end of the game. Mm. And I, I think it was Paul McNamara went to ground. Now, I mean, I, I'll give you another example, actually. Yeah. When Leitrim came forward, and there was a lot of people at the time, including print journalists, thought Leitrim were entitled to a penalty. Uh, in the second half where Aidan Finn was about to pull the trigger and on the commentary I clearly said it was a wonderful tackle by the yeah, cycle player which it, absolutely was, yeah, yeah. Which, it, which it absolutely was I mean you say what you see that's it you know and if you see something bad happening be it from either side I tend to groan anyways to be honest with you I probably groan a little bit louder when it happens to Leitrim if I'm being honest because I wear my heart in the sleeve when it comes to Leitrim and I, I seen one comment that it was the most important game in years for Sligo it was also one of the most important game in years for Leitrim as well. Like both teams had the opportunity to go up, so that was. I took a very simplistic view of the of the game. Say what you see. Right. Okay, uh, John. You were uh, we were talking about professionalism and uh, fairness, impartiality. Subconsciously, can you ever get a bit carried away uh, with the, with the team that you support or the, the county you're from? I think you, you check yourself beforehand, Niall. And I would have had this maybe covering Roscommon games for a number of years ago as well. And we'll still do a few of them on the stream as well. When, thankfully, Martin is always with me as a voice of reason to make sure I yeah. never ru- lose the run of myself. And 
you know, you, you always have to be you have to be very impartial as a commentator. And that's the one thing yeah. you always tell yourself. And if there's a comeback and if there's a team launch a great comeback and they get momentum, you're going to be mentioning them a little bit more. It goes at the territory. But I think, Niall, for the guts of nearly 30 years behind the mic doing games now at this stage, you know, you have to try and keep the motions in check a little bit. Yeah. And But at the same time, you have to bring excitement. You have to bring an entertainment factor to commentary as well because it's all about keeping an audience engaged. I'll read out some of the comments in a moment. But, you know, it, it's and maybe listeners don't understand how, how tricky it is for the commentator because we take our audience because we've had three county franchises, as, as people well know. So when Sligo or Donegal or Leitrim are playing counties outside that franchise area... The listeners actually want a little bit of bias. They they want the commentator to be rooting for some of the home counties. However, it's different when Sligo are playing Donegal or Leitrim are playing Sligo or whatever, or it's different in, in club matches. Mm-hmm. I uh, think you've you made a very good point there that could be relevant to this as well. Seven days ago, Leitrim were, before Sunday, Leitrim would have played Leash. Now, yeah. if results had gone a different way in that game, Sligo would have been promoted. And I can imagine Sligo people sitting, listening to the radio that day. And needless and obviously to say it, they would have been hoping for a leash victory. That would have had them promoted. Now, our main audience that day for that match, Nile, would have been a Leitrim audience and Sligo. Yeah. But as a result of, you know, we were there, Leitrim is our franchise area. We obviously got behind Leitrim for that game against Leash and Leitrim pulled off a great win. And I'd even seen after that, you know, there was one or two comments on social media. Well, the comments was a bit, the commentary was a bit biased. For goodness sake, how many people are we going to have in Leash listening to us? We haven't got that big of egos to think that everybody is going to be tuning into Leash to listen to myself yeah. and Martin. We know we're going to have a kind of a parochial Leitrim audience. So, as you said there, if you're playing a team from outside of the region, local radio affords you that opportunity yeah. to be a little bit parochial. And, and nothing wrong with that, OK. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not too serious at all, Martin. But not, none of this bothers you at all, does it? This uh, criticism. Really. No, to be yeah. honest, you know, I mean, I suppose... I had a very close Sligo connections and that my mother is a good Sligo woman and that from between Suey and Ballantour there. So I suppose Sligo would have been the second team we would have followed in our house after Leitrim and that. But look, at, I mean, to be honest with you, I think when I look back at the game, we spent more time waxing lyrical about Sligo's performance than we did about Leitrim's. Yeah. You know, you know you're, you're, and John is right. When momentum shifts in a game, you know, at the first five minutes of the game, we were waxing lyrical about Leitrim because yeah. they made such a wonderful start. Three points in a row, could have had a goal and gone six points up. You know, then all of a sudden Sligo took over. All of a sudden Sligo took over and they were the they were the dominant team for yeah. the majority of the game up until the last 15, 20 minutes. And it really was eight points down. A lot of other teams would have been out of the game. Yeah. And we mentioned about what great courage Leitrim showed to come back from eight points down to go a point up. But by the same token... We yeah. also mentioned how Sligo did very well to maintain their composure to come back and get the necessary uh, the scores to get themselves promoted. And to be honest with you, yeah. and we said it on the commentary, Sligo are much better placed for promotion right now at this moment in time than Leitrim. And I think they'll do quite well in Division 3. All right. Stay with us, Martin. Stay with us, John. You yeah. know it's serious when politicians want to get involved. Right? Councillor Mary Bowen, a Leitrim councillor, is on line four. It's, it's not so much the commentary councillor. You were at the match yourself, first of all. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, I'm an avid Leitrim supporter, so I try to go to all the matches if I can, Niles. So I was there in Carrick and Shannon on, on Sunday. You weren't happy with one particular aspect of the match, but it wasn't the commentary, it was the refereeing. Well, first of all, let me say, I think I listened back to the commentary and I think that it was very fair. I couldn't 
see anything wrong with it at all. And I think in all the commentaries that John and Martin do, I, I think it's excellent. And I hear that from other people as well. And and let me say, I wish Sligo the best of luck in Division 3 and I hope they do very well on Saturday. It would be nice to see a uh, county beside us uh, winning. Um, well, there was a few aspects. I'm not an, an expert by any manner or means on football, although I do try to understand the rules as best I can. But talking to, from what I observe myself and then listen to other people that are more expert maybe than me, um, one of the things we did think was that at the end that the time that was added that the referee didn't play that time uh, which is I don't know why that was but um, throughout the game there was a couple of times when you know the rules seemed to apply differently to both teams when somebody overcarried we were penalised for overcarrying where there was a couple of times where it appeared from people that were around me as well thought that the ball had been overcarried and there was no free given for that and there was also a couple of times where the ball was touched on the ground and uh, now, maybe it's not possible for the referee to see everything, but I don't know what the linesmen, I, I suppose, are supposed to pick up on things too. But um, all in all, the two things, I think the commentary was very good. I mm. do think, well, we see it in various matches. You know, if you look at when uh, we played, played Sligo in the Talton Cup um, before, uh, yeah. we had a goal that would have won the game first. It was disallowed because they said the player was in the square. It clearly showed afterwards, even on the on the programme on Sunday night, the reporting on the football for the day, it clearly showed in all the panel there said that on the Sunday game that it was. So, I suppose, referees aren't infallible. They make mistakes, but uh, it kind of it's hurtful for a team that have put so much effort into it. And, you know, when you watch these players, they give so much in all the teams, Sligo, Leitrim and others, they give so much of their, of their time. They don't get paid. Um, in the case of Leitrim, there's a small pool to pick from. The players put in a huge effort. Some of them have to travel to training. And uh, you would think that more could be done in the refereeing area to make sure that fair play is given to both sides. All right, OK. Thanks for your comments this morning. That's uh, Councillor uh, Mary Bohan. Just some of the comments coming in. Uh, great John and Martin. Not guilty, my lord, is the, the plea, says this person. Uh, just wondering why there was no Sligo Pundit on the Ocean uh, commentary team. Uh, someone else says, seriously, what do people want? I live in Sligo. Um, I'm from Leitrim and I commentate on another station so don't be biased towards any team that Leitrim play John and Martin and I both really both all know really what a good job what a great job they do in commentary uh, Niall can you replay the part where the commentator said Paul McNamara dived I, I don't have access to that at short notice the commentary was brilliant says someone else I can't wait for the next Ocean FM GAA commentary look Martin it's not the most serious uh, matter we'll be discussing today but oh. it shows you how passionate people are about their about their sports and their Gaelic football uh, e- yeah, even at Division 4 level absolutely and in relation to the Paul McNamara incident I don't think any of us said that he dived. Basically, what we said was the referee deemed it to be a dive because the referee signalled straight away for him to play on. None of us actually said that he dived. You know, I mean, there was contact between the two players and certainly one of the print journalists in Leitrim thought it was a penalty. So that just goes to show you how people like, you know, the same print journalist thought it was a penalty for Leitrim at the other end and a penalty for Sligo. I didn't think either of them were penalties, to be honest with you. And in general, I take on board what Mary says in relation to the referee. I actually thought... The referee had a, had a reasonably good game um, in relation to the time. I mean, there was 39 minutes and uh, 30 seconds roughly played in the second half. There should have been 40. So there should have been another 30 seconds. Add into that then that the referee stopped to have his 
his uh, his microphone fixed in that four minute period. I seen Andy Moore remonstrating with the referee after the game. We we made no mention of that. Like there was no sour grapes on yeah. our end. And then on the Alliance League Sunday. Lee Keegan pointed out about the number of steps that Sean Carabine took before he scored the winning point. You know, I watched it in slow motion and counted nine, which is double the amount of steps that you're allowed in Gaelic football. There was no mention of that in the commentary. Right, okay. It's keep on, keep on trucking, John, for you. With there's, there's lots more commentaries coming our way well, this season gods, with, with you and Mark. <laughs> We're going to try and stick it out for another while. All right. Someone <laughs> else says, stop criticising them two lads. They'll be headhunted by Sky at this rate. 